We've been doing a series of testimonies, and today um, we have another old ex-intern that's going to come and share. Come on, Nick. Nick, y'all know most of y'all know Nick Vitelli. So, all right, well, my name is Nick. Some uh, of you know. Um, I did the internship in 2005. That's when I started. Um, so... Um, when it, before I, I came up to do the internship, uh, I had been through, I mean, I, had a, I consider it a great life, uh, great parents, great church, grew up, knew the Lord. Um, but when first, I went, I was in a church and it split and that was not that cool, um, and we went through again. This is before I came up here. I'm sorry. Just giving a quick overview. Uh, and then we went to a small house church that was an awesome, like, spirit-filled church and great teaching. But then that split. Okay? So I didn't really realize it, but what it was really doing is it was kind of irritated me. And it kind of made me mad a little bit. So, as I was reflecting, and it's funny because the type of person I am, I don't really think that far back. I just kind of keep going forward. So, it's been a while since I've thought about this, but the Lord was really showing me that before I came up here, I had really been, of course, I'd been hurt by the church, and, and I really didn't care for it. I mean, I just, I, I, I think of myself like I was... I had allegiance to, like, no one. And I didn't owe anybody anything. I didn't have any, like, I don't know. And so, and I think a lot of that was because of those splits. But, um, so when I came up here and then did the internship, and, you know, Lord really ministered to me um, through a lot of different avenues. Um, and but one of the main things that I could really say that the Lord really did for me was He gave me a two main points. He he told me I learned who I was in the Lord. So this is some major identity, and then He also showed me He gave me a love for His bride, basically, which is the church. Ironically enough, so. This same church that I just didn't, I didn't really care for, and I just, I mean, I, I, I liked people. I've always liked people, but I didn't really care for the church. But now, I absolutely love the church as a whole, you know. But, um, so, it was really funny because, quick story, anyone know a guy named Nick Golf? He's not here anymore. He lives in California. Yeah, he's, he was a cool guy, and uh, from Fieldstone, the bridge. I don't remember where he was from. Fieldstone's over there. But um, yeah, from the bridge, great prophetic guy. And I was in an intern class, and he came and taught that. And he's like, he's like, you're gonna, you're gonna, the Lord's gonna really build up a love for the, his bride. He even said that. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like in my mind, you know. And then, and then a couple months went by, and um, and then I was just driving in Blacksburg. I'm like, oh my gosh. I started thinking about. It, I'm like. I absolutely love the church. I love everybody in the church. And I am full out, like, just completely sold on this. Because people like Tulio, Mitch, the whole, the whole bunch, they really showed me that it's how much love and safety and, and peace the family is. And if, you know, really if we open our hearts and we accept, just like family, it's not always pretty. <laughs> but um, that, you know, it's true, like, safety and uh as a whole now of course there's been hurts and stuff i acknowledge that and that's not fun but um you know that if it's there that it that it, it is open for the taking it's kind of like our hearts that you know can receive or whatever so yeah the lord really showed me that his bride is most excellent <laughs> and um it's you know it's that revelation that I really got that has you know showed me that it's worth like to me it's worth like living my life for, and giving my life for, sacrificing my time for the rest of my days. So, um, you know the internship uh, it was great, 
Um, even though I, I, I kind of laugh because I jokingly, um, I worked for Robbie and, you know, I think I cried more on the job than I did uh, in the classroom, but <laughs> this is, those were different times. <laughs> so, um, intern is a little bit different now, but back in, you know, in that day, Robbie really, Robbie got me. So, um, Jared knows what he was saying. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, I'm really blessed that I have a church family like this. And I mean, I think we could all, this could all, this, we could all say this if, if we looked in our hearts. Um, because, you know, there are, there are people all around that are willing to sacrifice for you. And I mean, that's such a precious thing. And that makes me, at least personally, that makes me want to sacrifice as well. Because it's a, it's a love thing, you know. So, um, so yeah, I'm, that's about all. That's at least one small little testimony. Yeah, plenty. I mean, it was eight years ago, so... Uh, there's a lot of life in there between there, but so yeah, uh, just want to say that. So. Well, I don't even put down picture. Oh, there we go. Um, I want to see if I can get through at least most of this. I think the Lord. Um, one of the things when Ken Henry was here, he, he kept mentioning this several times. He's like, you know, when he goes to a church, you know, the, the name of the church better probably describe what it is, right? I mean, if you're going to name yourself something, that's probably what it probably should be, right? And it was really a challenge to me. Can you knock that down just a tad bit? It was a challenge to me because he was saying, you know, you know, if your name's the dwelling place, and evidently... It should be a place where what God dwells, <laughs> right? And I think He does. I really believe He does, and um, and that's why even we've been talking about um, God's presence. Um, uh, and does anybody not have a teaching sheet, real quick? Got some up here. Um, but the Lord just has gotten us in this place of just talking about God's presence, and so you know that was a real challenge to me. It's like, well, does it have to look like something this that there? No. It doesn't have to look look like something. It has to be something. I mean, it has to be a, a place where God can come and walk among us. And I, and I love this passage um, and this key verse that God was just sharing with me. Uh, just really talking about what does it really what does it look like sometimes? I mean, really, sometimes you really can't describe it. I mean, you can go through instance after instance in the Word, and there's all sorts of places where God shows up and does different things and stuff. But but overall, when what does the word say about his presence? And when his presence shows up, what is that? Maybe, what's that going to look like in, in, in facets? And, and it says in this Second Corinthians six sixteen, it says, I will dwell. And this is the new covenant that he's talking about. And he's saying, I will dwell in them and I will walk among them. Uh, you can read it up there at the last part of it. I will walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. So there's this place that God... Not only wants to dwell in us, but he wants to do what? Walk among us. So what does that look like? I just want to convince you real quick. These first eight passages I'm going to run through because I just want to convince you that really from the get-go all the way to Revelation, God is about being with his people. It it really, I, I mean, if you have an ounce of, yeah, is God's presence really relevant today? I mean, aren't we supposed to just... You know, read the word, do what the word says, you know, just kind of get through life, go on to heaven and, you know, all those nice gospel songs talk about the glory land. And, and thank God for the glory land today because it, it received many Coleman today. I don't know if you know her. Glory of God was just so over her. And today is the day of what? Pentecost. Isn't that an incredible day for many Coleman to go home? Um, she was the founder of... Uh, well, it was he is more ministries that turned to living waters. It's where the where a lot of the camp uh, youth go. And, uh, but I just want to honor her. I mean, she's such a blessing. I mean, it was such a testimony this morning. My wife got up. I mean, this is the. I mean, this is how I, I knew even the Lord wanted to share some of this, even if I don't get all the way through it. I mean, this morning at five o'clock when I got up to start kind of getting ready, studying stuff, Leah turns over to me. She says, "You know." so weird like i was at a conference in, in my dream i was at a conference and minnie coleman came up to me and just they had this this were you you test 
You share it better than Yeah. During the night, I was I was woken up. I felt like the knocker on our door like was tapping. Someone was knocking at the door. So I woke up out of sleep, and I was, I mean, kind of fear hit me. I was like, should I wake up, Mitch? Someone's at our door. And then I felt like the Lord said, no, like I need you to remember this dream. And so immediately I was, I just realized I had been woken up out of a dream. And I was at a ladies' conference. Um, it was dwelling place, but it wasn't here. And I was just, it was just a crowd of people intermingling. And there's an end to this dream too. I won't share that part. But this, this one part, Minnie, she was just walking towards me and she came up and she looked a little different. She, I mean, she was walking totally fine. She was a little, she was really petite and like thin at this time, you know, which the last time I saw her, she looked different than the last time I saw her, but she came up and it was just this precious conversation, like her greeting and we were just talking and she was just blessing me. She just gave me this big hug and I was just thanking her for, cause she really was a mother in the faith and a grandmother to this body. She would come in for mother's day and. And we've always talked about that, about how she is just really invested into the women here. And so I, in this dream, I was just thanking her and just blessing her. And um, and during the dream, I really felt like I was just going to fall over. I was shaking like the power of God was just on me. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm not going to be able to go through the rest of this conference because I can barely stand. And at the end of the conversation, really sweet conversation, she just got really serious and with really a, like authority, she said, "Leah, I'm leaving. I'm, I'll, I'll be gone by tomorrow. I'm leaving tomorrow." And and that was the end of the conversation. I turned around and there was this woman with her I never had seen. I don't think she'd ever traveled with someone here, but this woman just really jolly, just full of joy. She hugged me. And I just fell out on the floor. Like, it was just, and I remember even in my dream thinking, what, this is just so incredible. Um, but, yeah, so that. Yeah, so she um, wakes up. You know, I'm up at 5, she wakes up and says this dream. I'm, so I'm checking Facebook to see, like, Minnie Coleman's page to see if she passed away or something. You know, we hadn't gotten any news of that. And then Tulia, 20 minutes later, texts me and says, Minnie Coleman passed away. And I'm like, good night. And then he texts me, and it is the day of Pentecost. Wow. So, I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, how God walks among you. I mean, what a testimony. Just whether it's in a dream, whether it's dreams, whether it's visions. I mean, I, I mean, I love that about God that He walks in that place. But I, I, I just want to convince you as a body, because I love the body too, and and, and I want to see us as a body, uh, the bride of Christ, being who God always intended us to be. And that is a people of His presence. I really believe that. Whether that's a you know, a corporate thing or whether it's individual things, I mean, all the time thing. I think it is that. It's a place of His presence. I just want to convince you real quick. I mean, just look at this. I mean, just Lord just took me through passage after passage, like, uh, you know, from the garden, Genesis 3.8, you know. We'll flip through these real quick, Amy. Go on to that next one if you can. Uh, Genesis 3.8, I mean, uh, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the what? Presence of the Lord. They could even hear the presence of God walking in that place. I mean, from the get-go. Um, then you think about, you know, they come out, Abraham and all that, and then all of a sudden they get in trouble, they get themselves and, you know, they, they walk away, and then all of a sudden they find themselves, you know, in that Moses' time, and all of a sudden Moses brings them out of the out of captivity and why why would he bring why does he bring them out of captivity just so they can be free maybe but i don't think so he brings them out of captivity for a reason go on to that next one uh, i love this now on the day the tabernacle was erected the cloud covered the tabernacle the tent of the testimony and in the evening it was like the appearance of fire i mean put yourself in that place like i just didn't camp around i mean put yourself in one of those tents and just Look into the, the tabernacle. All of a sudden, the, the, the covering of the tabernacle was appearance of fire until the morning. A uh, cloud during the day was continuously. The cloud would cover it by day, the appearance of fire by night. Go on to that next one. 
when the cloud cover when the cloud was lifted from over the tent afterward the sons of Israel would set out in the place where the cloud settled down there the sons of Israel would camp as the command of the Lord the sons of Israel would set out and at the command of the Lord they would camp as long as the cloud settled over the tabernacle they stood still I mean like so what did, what did they encamp around I mean these the people of God they just every time they went out it was about the presence of God it was about him being among them the whole tabernacle the whole temple was built so he could walk and be among men and that's that's huge i mean go on to the, there's another one in this um, i love this uh it shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the doorway of the tent of meeting before the lord where i will meet with you to speak with you there i will meet there with the sons of israel not just not just for moses it really wasn't just for the priests it was for the sons of I love it. And it shall be consecrated by my glory. I will consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar. I will also consecrate Aaron, the sons, to minister as priests to me. Go on that next. And I will dwell among the sons of Israel, and I will be their God. They shall know that I am the Lord their God who brought them out of the land of Egypt, that I might, what? He brought them out of Egypt so that he could do what? Dwell with them. Because there's a place of captivity when we're in captivity, and we know those places, when, even in a spiritual way, when we know that we're in captivity, you know, sometimes the presence of God feels like it's not there. Now, He won't leave us or forsake us, so it's not about that. But sometimes in that captivity, we get to that place. And I am the Lord their God. I love that. I might, He brought them out so He could be with them. Look at to the prophets. I mean, you, you just keep going through the Word. I mean, even in prophets, Ezekiel spoke this i will make a covenant of peace with them it will be an everlasting covenant i will place them and multiply them i will set my sanctuary in their midst what defines a church what defines the church i mean i know a lot of times it's defined by a bunch of people gathering together but i hope what defines the church is that god comes and dwells among them i mean i love you guys and i appreciate it because i love the bride but, you know, me and you, minus the Lord, really, that's not a gathering. You know, the gathering is when the Lord is with us and among us. And the cool thing is that, we'll look in here a second, two more gathered in my name. He, he does what? Comes together in that place. Go on to that next one. So that's it. Well, sorry, flip that back real quick. My dwelling place, you know, we're talking about dwelling place. My de- dwelling place also will be with them. I will be their God. They will be my people. The nations will know that I am the Lord. And my sanctuary is... I mean, let's look at this. How do the nations know that we are God, that we are His people? Well, look. The nations will know that I am the Lord who sanctifies Israel when my sanctuary is in their midst. That's when the nations will know that He is our people. So that's that place, God. I want, I want God to not only dwell in me, I want Him to be in our midst and walk among us. And I think... He, I think he does, and I think he wants to continue to do and walk among us. But I think there's a place that God wants to stir up some things. Uh, to the cross, I mean, the reality of the cross, I mean, just when the veil was torn, what did that mean? He, when he went to the cross, he didn't only go to die for our sins. He went to the cross to, so that the, ter- the veil would be torn and that now you have access to the what? Holy of holies, God, to the presence of God. You don't need a priest to come before you anymore. You can go straight in. And to the presence of God. That's what he did. That's what the cross did. To the new covenant. I mean, look at this. Keep going there. Go on past that one. Oh, whoops. Pack up a couple. Did I skip Emmanuel? Yeah. To Emmanuel. Of course, Emmanuel. You know, his name is Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. That's what Jesus proclaimed, even at his birth, that he was going to be with us. Go on to the next one. To the cross. The veil was torn. We talked about that. Go on to the next one. To the new covenant. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. I will put their laws in their minds. I will write them in their hearts. I will be their what? God. They will be my people. Go on. And they shall not teach everyone to know God. Because they will not teach everyone as fellow and every brother know the Lord. For all will what? No, but how do you get to know somebody? How would I get to know Ryan if I don't know Ryan? The only way I can do that is if I'm what? with him that's how you get to know him. that's what he, that's that was that's the new covenant that he can be with us he can walk with us go on to the next one there Amen. 
or two or more gather in my name, that's the new covenant, I will be there what? In their midst. So, I mean, I think sometimes, a lot of times we gather, I just pray that we make sure that we're gathering in his name and knowing that he's in our midst, walking in that place of that. Go on to that next one. To the Holy Spirit. I tell you, it, I mean, this is Jesus. It's, he's saying it's a disadvantage for me to be here right now. And I'm like, what? Wait a second. <laughs> Jesus, you can stay as long as you want. But he's saying, no, there's, a, there's an advantage if I go away. Why? Because now I can send the Holy Spirit. And he can dwell, what? With each of us. I mean, I love that. It's your advantage I go away. The helper will not come. If I go, I will send him to you. Uh, to the uh, to Revelation, I heard a loud voice from the throne. Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men. He will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. That's the whole thing. I mean, you could probably just stop there. And I, I just hope that you're con- there's a place of convincing in your that everything about our life is about the presence of God. It was from the very get-go, from the Word of God, from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Every one of those stories, everything was about being with Him, getting in His presence. So what does that look like? Uh, and I just want to, of course, I always feel like sometimes I'm like, Rick was really supposed to speak a lot of this last week. And I'm like, I'm, sometimes I feel like the less qualified, definitely, of anybody to be up here speaking the things I do because I struggled with this stuff so long i ask i mean y'all talk about fear and intimidation and all that that you know that i've gone through i mean i'm i'm walking with rick and you know you know how he is sometimes and oh i mean all the time you know how he is all the time you know just just kind of keeps pushing you push, pushing you the edge out there and and I, and I came in you know i was a traditional man i was traditional i didn't know anything other than traditional church you know and all of a sudden i came in and i'm being challenged I, I remember y'all, y'all heard that when I came into this Bible study and there's a bunch of, back in the early days, Monica was speaking of it last week, you know, I come in and Doug Levy with his crazy wild 80s hair looked like, you know, one of those heavy rock guys, which he was. I mean, here he's leading worship and they're in a circle and, and I'm like, dude, this is weird, strange, awkward, but man, it's, I fell in love with the word. The word grabbed me. God, see, God just caught me with what I could, what I would, what, where I would stay. And I, I would stay because I fell in love with the Word. And all of a sudden, but you can ask, man, for first five years of that thing, man, I was struggling when it came to the presence of God, especially, like, corporately, like, when He shows up. Like, there's things that happen I'm, like, not always comfortable with. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like I'm not the one that should be sitting up here speaking, but I don't want to speak because I think a lot of us are in that same spot. And I think a lot of us have come from either traditional church, no church, uh, whatever church. I mean, I'm not speaking against the church because I love the church. and I, I, I appreciate the traditional church. But I knew, and I, and I was, as I was thinking about Minnie Coleman, I was like, you know, I love that. But she named her ministry, There Is More <laughs> Ministries. I mean, that's just the declaration of who she was. She's like, I'm going to get all that God has for me. And that's what I felt like. I was almost, I was like content just where I was at. I was like, I'm comfortable. I've controlled my life long enough to, you know, be good and okay. And, and I can love on people and bring them to the Lord and share with them. But all of a sudden, man, when the Holy Spirit would start walking among us, I would be like, okay. I mean, there was many, I could share many stories about that. But, I, you know, since his presence is relevant and necessary to live, what's that going to look like when he walks among us? And I just want to throw out some things because I think they're in the Word, and I think God wants to, to keep walk with us in that. I mean, the first thing is just being filled with the Holy Spirit. Like when God shows up, and I, and I, I love it's, it's uh, Pentecost Sunday because I'm going to share most, mostly from Acts in relationship to Pentecost. I had no clue, zero clue it was Pentecost Sunday. Um, but it's very interesting. But even as Ephesians 5.18, do not get drunk with wine, but that's dissipation. But do what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So there's a place that God, you know, there's always a, there's always a counterfeit for what God wants to do and for what the world will offer. I mean, the world will offer you all that you want. And you can get drunk on that and you can, there's a great feeling and all those things with that. But God's saying, there's so much more in this place of being filled with my spirit and so 
And look at even the, the, the day of Pentecost. Look at this passage. Go on to that next one. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Like, can you, I, just want you, can you, I just want you to close your eyes for a second. I just want you to put yourself in this place, okay? Maybe, maybe it could be in this place today. <laughs> now I just want to read this to you. And the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a rushing wind, filled the whole house they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues of fire distributing themselves. They rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, can you put yourself in that place? <laughs> like, uncomfortable? But at the same time, being filled and so, like, at this place. And, and, and it was just very, and, and they all continued, this is on down the passage, they all continued in amazement, great perplexity, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others were saying, mocking, which you will, you know, if you're going to walk this life of the kingdom, you know, there's probably going to be people that come in and out. Probably like maybe I could have. <laughs> I could have walked that right out of that Bible study and said, eh, too weird, too something. But I would have missed out on a crazy, awesome life uh, that God had for me. Um, but others were mocking and saying they're full of sweet wine. But Peter, taking his stand with a raised his voice, declared, Men of Judah, all who live in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and give heed to my words. These men are not drunk as you suppose. So evidently they were acting a little bit, what? Drunk. I mean, that's what it says in Ephesians. Don't be drunk with wine. Be filled. So when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, there's going to be places sometimes where that doesn't, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I didn't do a whole lot of drinking, but there, I'll, I'll watch when I drink and other people drink. Man, it kind of got out of, kind of weird, out of control sometimes, right? Do crazy stuff that you normally wouldn't do, but there's a there's a place where when God comes on, He fills you. You know, sometimes there's this place where it is overwhelming. It's, it's a place of overwhelm. Does that mean I have to go act this way or that way? No, it just means to be filled and act, ask. There's a place that God wants to come and bring that. I mean, even when He said, you know, that these guys aren't drunk. These are as you suppose for it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. So all of a sudden he started tagging in. All right, well, what does this mean? Well, this is the fulfillment of a word, right? Go on. And it shall be in the last days. All right. So he just said that they were in the last days. So that means we're in the, I mean, I don't know anything past last. (laughs) Does anybody else know anything past last? So if they're in the last days, then evidently we are still in the, Last days. Okay, so then that this means this is for us, right? All right, that I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will pour forth my spirit. They shall prophesy. So there was a place that when God came and filled them with the Holy Spirit, and they were, whatever that all looked like, all of a sudden, that tagged into his spirit. Well, this is the fulfillment. You know, this is a fulfillment. God's pouring out His Spirit on all mankind. So if God was pouring out His Spirit there, I mean, I'm assuming that's going to continue to come because we are in the last days. And God says He's going to do that. Um, so that's that place. Um, go on to that next one. I think I have one more on that one. Yeah, now this is in Acts 4. Take, now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence. While you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Good prayer. Awesome prayer. Right? Anybody want that? I want to speak the word with boldness. All right? And I want him to extend his hand with signs and wonders. Okay? Great prayer. Okay? They get the immediate answer to that prayer. When they had prayed, the place they had gathered was shaken. They were all what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. And, wow, as a result of that, they started doing what? Speaking the word of boldness, which is exactly what they just prayed, right? So there's a place when, why do I need to fill in the Holy Spirit? Because it empowers me to do the things that I've just asked the God, the Father, to help me do. You know, I can't do this thing without being filled up with Him, being filled up with Him. So that's, a, that's one thing. And that, that will look different sometimes for every person. That's why you can't start comparing. You can't start trying to get in with other people trying to make sure you're like them like maybe maybe you will cry maybe they'll laugh maybe you'll you know 
Somebody will shout. It, I mean, that's, we'll talk about that in a second, but that's not the big point. The big point is asking God to fill us. And filling is something that happens continuously. I mean, in the book of Acts, three times in the book of Acts, Paul was in a place where everyone was filled with the Holy Spirit. So you know, sometimes filling and baptism and the Holy Spirit get confused. Filling is a continuous action. God wants to continue to come and fill us. All right? I'm going to kind of fly through some of these, but just gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And because and we're, we're going to go into more some of these maybe fuller, like what are individual gifts of the Holy Spirit, like when he shows up and a gift of prophecy comes through or a gift of whatever comes through, you know. But God testifies with them with signs and wonders and various miracles, and he testifies. When he shows up, he testifies with what? Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, go on to that next one. Y'all know this passage. There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministries, same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God. To each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. He's given it to us for what? The good of the body. It's never for me. Like anything that I get, it's really just for the common good of the body. And that's where we we kind of get messed up because we're seeking after a a ministry or a gift for ourselves so that we can be identified or we can have identity that's never what it's about it's about for you for the body you know if it's serving serve if it's for administration you know there's all sorts of gifts in that um for to one is given the word of wisdom to another word of knowledge these are things that can happen when god's in, in our midst i mean we have this a lot of times in our worship but i want you to show you to another faith to another gifts of healing by one spirit going to the next one to another the affecting of miracles and i was uh, that that literally means acts of power, like works of power. That really doesn't doesn't really have anything to do with signs and wonders. It has to do with works of power. To another prophecy, to another distinguishing of spirits, to another kind of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. To one in the spirit gives all these things, distributing as he will. So why do we have those things? Because he shows up. And when he shows up, somebody might get a tongue. And we've had tongue and interpretation. Well, why would he do that? Because it's an edification of the body. Is it weird? Is it definitely, was it kind of a shocking thing the first time I heard it? Yeah. But at the same time, it is for the edification of the body. God said it there. I don't always understand all those, but I just know that the big thing in my life, the big testimony for my life is, we, you know, when I, there was one time where I said to my, in, in my spirit, this is early on when we were walking over here, I was like, I said, I don't ever want, like, the gift of tongues especially not gifts of tongues and interpretation, you know, with, out loud. And because I, was so, I saw the body of Christ so hurt. By, you know, overall, I saw the body hurt. But it was amazing. About as quick as I could get that out of my, in my spirit and out of my mind, I mean, the Lord just came back and said, Mitch, don't ever reject a good gift that I give. All his gifts are good. You know, I might not understand some of them as easier than, it's easy, the gift of teaching is easy. We are, we, we're around that. We're surrounded by that. I mean, we're inundated by the gift of teaching. It's easy for you guys to hear me. But all of a sudden, I gave, if I just started out in tongues, I won't do it because God's not calling me to do it. But I, all of a sudden, I stopped and started speaking in tongues. You, everybody would be like, because what, what, what? Wow, it's just it's not, it's not normal, but it's, it could be. Maybe it should be in that place. So there's a place that just because it's not normal or not easy for me, yeah, God wants to bring that in, and and I, and I brought in a couple of things because that works of power. You know, we we we've walked in that because um, I think sometimes when people you know get come up here and get prayed for, you know, sometimes you see you might see somebody fall out. You know, that's that's an act of power. God, when, and I always tell people like, you know, when God shows up, and I'm, I'm just a math guy, more just a practical math guy. If you want the really in-depth stuff, you can go talk to Mark. I'm not that de- <laughs> I'm not in that de- deep of math stuff. But um, once, as soon as you start getting into theory, I'm, you just cut me off. But I, I do love the practical math stuff, and I, you know, and I just start thinking. I'm like, all right. So I have a supernatural God, and I have a natural man. Okay, and then when a supernatural God comes and shows up, who? What gives? Logically, the what? The natural gives away to the what? Supernatural. And so, there's, I mean, I, even just logically, if God came and, and visited and walked among us. I mean, you just to the place where even look at this. I mean, this is when Jesus was out in the garden and they brought a, how many, 
I don't. I think I always thought that they brought like just the you know, five, ten guys to take Jesus. You know, anybody? Anybody ever know how many people they brought with them to take Jesus captive? A cohort? Anybody know what a cohort is? It's supposed to be like six hundred men. I'm like, really? I guess they thought the guy. I mean, evidently back then they probably thought the guy might come and try to do something. I don't know, but it says. Uh, you know, when Jesus spoke these words, Judas, who was betraying him, knew the place where Jesus had met. And Jesus, having received the Roman cohort and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, weapons. So they were ready to take the dude down. Jesus, knowing all things that they were coming, went forth and says, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am he. And look at this next statement. So when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Can you imagine 600 people just getting laid out on the ground? I mean, one of the first things that, um, there was a guy named Terry Rose. He came probably four years ago, maybe. This guy named Terry Rose. First, you know, this is one of those things that Rick throws you into, not telling you what's going on. So here, I don't, were y'all there at this, that little thing over at the, yeah. So he, he he gathers all everybody, you know, I don't know, there's probably 50 to 60 of us at that point. Uh, and so he, he says, come and listen to this guy. I got this guy that's going to give his testimony. He's got him, Terry Rose. No clue. I You know, I've not been around anything spiritually crazy, weird, activate, you know, at all. Okay. So I'm just thinking, other than Rick and his little cohort of people, uh, it wasn't cohort, <laughs> at 600 a fifth of a cohort, whatever it is. But the reality is, you know, so all I've been around is that, and that was weird enough. So he, all of a sudden he gets this guy. So we're over in, we're over at uh, the Methodist Church in, in Bradford. And um, so we're in the sanctuary, and this guy gives this incredible testimony. I mean, he's just this guy that, I mean, God resurrected him out of just a life of, craziness i mean he owned strip bars he owned all this crazy stuff uh over in australia i think it was australia i think it's where he's from but i mean he owned all, all this all this terrible stuff sports bars and stuff. so um so all of a sudden he, he gets saved and so he gets his testimony and then at the end jesus says all right you know i'm gonna i just want to pray for you guys so i'm like cool you know so i'm sitting there and i you know, I'm standing up, and I got my hands kind of on the front thing. And all of a sudden, I am serious. Like, all of a sudden, before he even started praying, all of a sudden, man, my eyes start flickering. And then all of a sudden, my heart starts racing. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm telling you, I've never experienced anything, the Holy Spirit, at all. Zero. Zero. So I'm sitting there going, what in the world? And then all of a sudden, he starts praying for people. And all of a sudden, I hear this, <clears throat> you know, something hitting the pews and all of a sudden I mean, he's going down praying for people in there and I kind of like that, that knocked me out of my own like what's going on dude like and so all of a sudden like, I look up and he's praying for people and they're falling out and so of course he just keeps coming and of course at that point I mean but I'm still eyes flickering stuff's going on I'm like oh my gosh and I just sat down <laughs> like he ain't touching me and I'm not doing that. He is not touching me. So, but of course, the funny thing, you know, but I'm telling you what, it will never leave me that, that at that moment in time, I knew Jesus was real. Like, I knew that something was on me that was outside of me. And I did, I feared it, you know, I didn't understand it. So, of course, you know, that was my response. I'll just sit down and... Of course, the funny thing was the the funniest story ever was uh, we we you know of course we're all raw and all this stuff we don't know anything I don't I mean I'm like we're like what is going on I, you probably had the same type of thought and so we go to this church that he's at and I'm serious so we're we're I'm, I, we got there late and actually somehow I don't know why I guess they saved us a couple of seats so I sat up front to the right which is new I'm usually kind of the back person at that point. But all of a sudden, it was hilarious. He's, he's preaching along, and all of a sudden, he just stops. And, and all of a sudden, he says, I feel the presence of God moving over this middle section. I mean, the, the church had three huge sections to it. Probably in this one section, 200 people. I don't know, something like that. They're all standing up. Daniel Wheeler and a couple of our crew 
or in the front, if you know Daniel. And they're all, he says, I need to, uh, I, want, I, want, I don't know if it was during worship or what, but are they already standing or do you ask them to stand? It must have been, maybe it was during worship. But anyway, so he says, because they were standing. So, of course, he said, and he said, receive. And all of a sudden, I'm serious, I tell you, I'm like, honest to God, everybody in that row, the whole section went out. Except Daniel Wheeler. <laughs> Poor guy, he's sitting there going like. He's like, what's going on? That is my favorite testimony. So he's like, what's going on? Why can't? So, but, and I'm telling you, you know, even he came over and did the same thing. And of course, the funny thing is, next time, I'm, you know, when he comes over, he starts praying for people. And he starts praying for people. And I, and I have my hands glued to the thing, I'm like, and he just pulled my hand, he's, you know, real gently, he just, just pulled my hands off, and all of a sudden, boom, like, Spraker, me and Spraker, like, crossed, like, over each other, and I'm like, all right, so what, like, why, why would, why would you do that? Like, why would you, like, because I'm telling you, that I knew, at that moment, I mean, I knew God was on and doing something in me. And, not, and a lot of times in those moments, God has really spoken supernaturally strong into my spirit because I am totally, I'm out, I'm, I'm, I'm with him. And so there's a place where I just want to kind of explain that because sometimes people are like, why, why did somebody just, you know, fall over? Well, there isn't a place of, there's acts of power. God, when God comes on somebody, sometimes they're not going to be able to stand. You know, if you in that place. And so... I just I just wanted to kind of speak that. There's another one, and go on to that next one. I'm not going to get through everything. Nope. Uh, it happened that when the priest came from the holy place, look, the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priest couldn't even stand to minister. I mean, when the glory of God comes and walks among you, and, and sometimes that's sometimes that's going to be like right on somebody. He's walking with somebody at that moment. Okay, that sometimes it's not going to be even crazy corporate spread it's going to be up here and you know god doing something in somebody all right um i'll flip through some of those other ones just signs and wonders miracles i mean keep going through those that's that's another one i didn't want to just speak to this because earnestly desired spiritual gifts love never fails if there are gifts because there's there's some that say that you know gifts all these gifts are, are are gone away you know gifts of healing all these things and then they use, a lot of times they use this verse, you know, it says, if, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they'll be done away with. If there are tongues, they will see. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, well, when is the perfect coming? The second coming. That's when the perfect comes. And so I think a lot of times they get to this place where you're like, well, we kind of, everything's kind of passed away with the apostles. Well, it's not. God still walks and shows up among us. He still does it. And when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away with. We won't need the partial anymore when the perfect comes. Why would we prophesy when he's sitting right there <laughs> among us? All right. Um, a couple of other signs and wonders and miracles. Uh, those things happen in our midst. Yeah. The other one, keep going down to joy. I mean, that one's been kind of a highlighted one for some times, you know, because you know, a lot of times somebody might be laughing and or joy, ultra joyful. But I mean, there is reality. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is what? Okay, fullness of joy. I'm not sure what you do when you get joyful. I mean, unless you just smile like ultra. I mean, I don't know what other expression there is. I mean, tell me an expression of joy. Shouting laughter. I mean, those are expressions of joy. So I'm not like if we're in His presence, then there's going to be an expression of what? joy okay so there's a place in that now yeah there's a balance i mean sometimes i can get out of hand sometimes they can get in a place but there's also a place where i don't have to judge that i don't have to judge that and, and i want i'll share that just in a second but um but i just wanted to mention that because i mean i love it to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory with what with great joy and i love that uh, passage going down to individual manifestations. I, I just want to speak this because sometimes I, mean, I love Swifty. He's not even here, is he? See, I'm going to talk about him because he's not here. I mean, you, we all know Swifty. If you don't, 
You probably do know him because he's... Oh, there he is. Because when God's on him, what does he do? Shakes, right? But, you know, I don't know if y'all have ever met... I was about to say Ken Henry. That's not... Who's the other worship leader? Kenny Davis. This guy named Kenny Davis. He came a while back. back. I mean, he's... Man, absolutely crazy. He gets up on a keyboard and before he can even... Sometimes before he can even get playing... I mean, he's supposed to be leading worship... He, like one time we were in a we were in a youth conference. He's supposed to be leading worship after the first song. He falls off the back of the bench because he's drunk with the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I had to get up there and lead worship by CD. I promise you. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You're supposed to you're supposed to be leading. Like, oh my gosh. But but that's an individual manifestation. He's he he can get drunk quicker than I've ever seen anybody get drunk. And the, and the Lord. But some people cry. Some people shake. Some people... So, I love it because God says we are each individual members of the what? Body. So each of us will... When God shows up, we'll manage... You know, there's different things that we might do. And some of us may laugh. Some of us may joyfully shout. You know, y'all know... when I know when the Lord's on Tammy O'Reilly because she starts doing what? Ooh, you know, she is gone. I mean, like, you know, so there's... There's different, but I think for me, a lot of times I'll just be standing like totally like still and like, oh my gosh, God, you're here. So, I mean, and he does that a lot with me, a lot. So if I'm standing there still, don't, don't push me. No, don't, no, I'm just, if I'm like that, if I'm in that moment, you can just ask somebody else. Um, the last one, salvation, healing, deliverance. We've talked about those. I mean, look at Acts 5. All the more believers in the Lord, multitudes, men and women, were constantly being added to their number. To such an extent, they even carried the six out on the street and laid them on cots and pallets so that at least when the shadow comes by, what? That they would be healed. I mean, there was so much going on. Going, I think, and also the people from the cities in the city of Jerusalem were coming together, bringing people who were sick, afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all being healed. When God's showing up, you know, even the shadows can heal somebody. I mean, there's a place where there's a, there's, there's presence. And so there's a, and it's, there's it's such a balance. So it's like, I don't want to say God's not showing up because he is. But I also want to say, I want to give some teaching in a place where, like when certain things happen, it doesn't knock us off the, out of balance like it did me. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't have to be fearful. And even, even just those four things real quick because i'm not even going to go through them but this distraction the lord spoke to me i was here last sunday you know i was just trying to worship and the lord was like i was so distracted and it wasn't even distracted with bad things it was so distracted because I, I was thinking somebody was you know i thought maybe was supposed to sing they didn't and then i'm like oh man are they okay and this that, and, the other. and all of a sudden the lord's saying martha martha you're distracted with so many things and you're missing out on my presence Martha was missing out because when Jesus was in the house, she was supposed to be at the what? Feet. Now, there will be times where I'm supposed to be at the kitchen table and I'm supposed to be doing the things and preparing, but there are moments when Jesus is in the house. I don't want myself distracted with those things. Um, there's just a, just a story that the Lord just brought to me. This was just, when we were interns, we were at the this lake house uh, just seeking the lord it was kind of one of those before i think it was before the thing started before the year started and i'm serious i mean the god was so in the house i mean we were just worshiping we just had some worship on i mean rick was praying for somebody all of a sudden he said god is here at the same time leah's hearing this word shema shema like i don't even think he's spoken at that point that was kind of the first word all of a sudden she's like shema 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 and you're like okay and then all of a sudden, Doug Levy was over on the other edge, and, and he said, you know, at the same time that Rick said that, he is here just before that. Oh, sorry, he was laying on the ground, and he saw a robed figure, like, cross, like, right before him. That was before Rick spoke that. And so all of a sudden, we're like, wow. But, of course, the, the reality is, is that, you know, we just kind of went about business as usual. You know, Rick kept praying for the girl. And all of a sudden, and we started learning, like, God, wait a minute, when God's in the house, like, we need to like, act, like actively pursue that. Like, but it was very interesting because afterwards we we're like, well, what in the world does Shema mean? 
like, and so we didn't, nobody knew it. Even Rick didn't know it. It's, a Greek, it's, it's Hebrew. And it's Hebrew for, in the Old, the Old Testament, it's Jehovah Shema. The Lord is here. And you're like, dude, when we found that out, it was like, ooh. <laughs> you're talking about chills being up your spine. You're like, wow, okay. God just walked among us. And so he was like, we're, of course, we asked the question, well, if God was walking among us, why wasn't every need just taken care of? And so we just learned some stuff out of that. But I'm just encouraging that, that, you know, sometimes we can get distracted. You know, I think even Rick just shares that testimony. I got distracted with praying, even though it was a good thing. I mean, she was praying, he was praying for Dawn, but it could have waited for his presence. Um, fear and intimidation, I've talked a lot about that. That's, that's, I put up the scripture about that whole uh, scripture about the Gerizim demoniac again. Like when things aren't normal and things don't, aren't, are out of our control, I get what? Fear. Oh, all right. Same thing. Those had, I mean, they, this guy is sitting down at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they, their response was what? Fear. You're like, what? Wow. Because it was such a shock. I mean, you talk about me. I mean, I'm sitting, eyes flickering and my heart's racing and not from being nervous because I didn't even have anything to be nervous about. It was, I didn't even know what was coming. I mean, so I'm sitting there going, what? I'm, I was, partly I was thinking, something's, something's happened to me. I'm going <laughs> to, I need to go to the doctor or something. But I was like, but, you know, at that moment, I was like, oh my gosh. And so, you know, a lack of knowledge. I didn't know those things. I didn't know what it was. And that's why I wanted to bring some of this just to start stirring us in this place of, well, is it real or is it not? Is the Lord's presence for us today or is it not? Because if it is, I surely want all that I can all that I can get. And then even this last one, past hurts, judgments on others, strongholds. I mean, look at this. Do, you, know, you go back to that. Do, you know, no, the other one. <laughs> go on to that next one. There you go. Do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged. Your standard of measure. So as soon as I start trying to judge outside my sphere, so, you know, if Catherine's over here laughing and all of a sudden I judge her for that, I am outside my sphere because I don't know what God's doing in her. What if God, what if all of a sudden she just came out of this depth place of just sorrow and all of a sudden the Lord's just releasing freedom to live again and to, gosh, I'd let her laugh, right? Wouldn't y'all? I mean, I would. But the problem is that when something's out of the normal, out of the ordinary, all of a sudden it can cause me to kind of go, ah, I don't know if that's even God or not. But I, I need to. I need to really come because that's that place. You know, in Acts two, it says, "For these men are not drunk." You know, don't judge what you're seeing. They're not drunk. They're what? They're filled with the Holy Spirit. Two different things. But all of a sudden, they were just they were judging out of what they knew. All they knew at that point was, "Man, these guys are acting weird," and they have got to be drunk because that's the only thing I can associate with that is them being drunk. And so there's this place that God wants to... And even, I just encourage you past hurts, because uh, Leah and I were the uh, back of the room, because we always caught all the people that were offended at what was going on. You know, when the Holy Spirit showed up and people got, like, frustrated, messed up, fearful, all that stuff, we'd catch them coming out the door. And, you know, that, I think it was a safe place for me, because then I wasn't up there alive. <laughs> You know, I realized that some, in some ways I was running from that. But at the same time, we were able to meet them in a place of saying, no, like, give, give it a shot. Give it a chance. There's a place that God wants to move. And, and will it look the same every time? No. You know, when I get to a place where I want it to look the same every time, now I'm in a religious idolatry thing. And I've got to have that. I've got to have that experience or that situation happen or else I'm not okay anymore. And we don't want to get to that side either. You know, it's always a balance, but it is a place where, man, I want, I want to be so open to what God's wanting to do in our midst, in our midst. And so, kind of ran through that, but at the same time, I mean, I think the thing I would end on is this dream that I had one time. And this is one of those wake up dreams, and um, it was in it was in Big Stone, <laughs> Big Stone Gap, and as as Leah woke up out of her I'm sitting there and, I, and I'm having a vision of 
there's a worship thing going up at the Methodist church up the street. I was at the Baptist church down in Big Stone when this happened. We were youth ministers there. And, but we did a lot of stuff at the Methodist church up here. But all of a sudden I was having this vision of this lady doing worship, lady in the area. She was leading worship, and it was like it was out in the open. So it was it was kind of on this huge platform. It's, it was at their church, but they, and it didn't exist. But and But there was a mountain. If you looked out that way, there was a huge mountain. And so all of a sudden, this cloud starts coming over the mountain. And, like, I know what it is. Like, it is the glory of the Lord. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, here it comes. Oh my, like, and she's, like, hearing me say this in my dream. But I'm telling you, I've never experienced anything else, like, better than what I experienced in that dream. Like, knowing the presence of God was coming, I was almost like, I mean, I was, it was almost like, the, the, you talk about that mighty rushing wind, I was waiting to get, like, of course, then I woke up, and I'm like, no, <laughs> shoot, no, he, she woke me up, that was even, that's right, you woke me up, because she's like, what's going on, like, because I was saying this out loud, and I, like, in the dream, I'm saying, oh my gosh, here it comes, oh my gosh, like, because I knew the intensity that was going to, I mean, I felt like, man, we were going to get blown over with a mighty rushing wind. I think that's his presence. That's what he wants to come and walk among us in that. Man, I tell you what, man, I've never forgotten that, like, that feeling. Like, and that's what I want us as a body to experience. That. Because what does it do? It testifies out there that the King of kings and the Lord of lords is among us. Will they understand it all? No, they mock them. Man, you're drunk. What are you doing? You know, but at the same time, I bet you none of them would have taken that moment back. None of them would have taken that moment back. So I just want us to pray. I'm, I know it's late. But two things I just want to pray for um, is really just if there's a place in that those last four, you know, if you were in that same place that I am, I have been, not I am, and I believe I'm come, still coming from out of, uh, in that place where, okay, man, I just, I just want to come and really declare that I don't understand ever all of this. I am one of those Mitches that kind of made their way into the Bible study, and I've been hanging around these guys because I know that there's something in the Word that I like, and I know that I like the people, but I'm not sure about the whole interacting with a God that's present. If that's you, I just want to pray for you. I, I want to pray. I want to pray for you in, in relationship to that, that God can begin to just... It was always so interesting. I mean, sometimes I had those moments like at the uh, at the Terry Rose thing, but God was always so gentle. I mean, I can't tell you that more than that. But so gentle with me. Walked. I mean, I can't tell you how many crying sessions I had with Rick. I mean, if he was here, he would be coming up and he would be testifying. This guy... I mean, after conferences, I was always messed up because I mean, I'm seeing the presence of God among me, and I can't get to it. I'm like, that's torturous. Like, when, when I see people enjoying who God is, and I can't enjoy that because of fear, or some of it was pride, some of it was fe- but a lot of it was fear. You know, and I just didn't understand. Some of it was lack of knowledge. I'm like, I don't even know what y'all are doing. But I just want to pray for you guys. Can we just stand... I just want to pray for you. So, Tom, if I could have some, some people that would be ready to pray. Uh, and then at the same time, if you just, if, if maybe there's a place where you you were in that place, I want you to be encouraged. But at the same time, if you just want prayer to one of these things, whether it's be, being filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, being that place of just asking God for the gifts of God to be released in you, uh, Whatever that is, I'm just going to pray right now that the, God, the King of kings and Lord of lords walks among us and that he is here. And so, Lord, I just pray, God, is, if, if that's you, just come on up. Lord, I just pray right now in Jesus' name, God. I just ask in Jesus' name if there's a place where just people just need prayer. God, maybe just it's been a rough season. It's been a place that maybe I just haven't experienced the presence of God. And, and it's been a dry and weary season. I just need to come and just get prayer to be it to enjoy you to to be filled up in you so i just i just i just invite you just to come come lord holy spirit can you do one thing can you just can you just put your hand on your heart i just did this in prayer this morning just felt like i needed to do it again as we 
go out. Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that we would all be filled with your Spirit, God. We would be filled with your Spirit. I just wanted to activate our, our hand to our heart because, Lord, sometimes I just need to physically feel, Lord God, you wanting to do a work in my life, God. You want to do supernatural. God, I need to be filled up as I'm going out there. I need to be filled up in my everyday God, I just pray in the name of Jesus as they're going through their quiet times this, this week, as, as they're driving to work, God, you would fill them up with your Holy Spirit. It's not a Sunday morning only thing, God. It is not a Sunday morning thing only, God. It is a place where two or more are gathered, Lord, that can happen. It's a place where when I am gathered with you, Lord God, you can fill me up, overflowing, God. So, Lord, I just pray that this week, God, that they would just have intimate times and moments with you just you coming upon them lord maybe it's a place of a power where they can't even stand let it be lord if it's a place where you just want to minister life into them let it be lord but god just come and and, and i just pray right now also just for those that just need fear broken off of them in jesus name like like i lived god just fear of the unknown fear of the lack of being out of control a little bit or not knowing what was going to go on god i just break that fear and intimidation off god I just ask in the name of Jesus these things would be, God. Because, Lord, I just know that, God, as you continue to walk among us, as you already have, you will continue to do, uh, and you did even today, God, as you walked among us, God. You, you, Lord, I pray right now, God, that we would just be so, uh, not just knowledgeable to have an understanding, but to be able to discern what you're doing, how you're walking, how you're operating in our midst, in our midst, Lord. Because people's lives, Lord, are important. Your body, your bride, just as Nick declared, your bride is so important. So, Lord, I just thank you for that. And I bless these people. I bless them. And I just encourage them, Lord God, today to be filled with your Spirit. God. To be filled with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm just going to close because we need to get going. But at the same time, I encourage you to come and grab some of these guys that were gals. They'll pray for you. And uh, But otherwise be encouraged, be filled, and go out there being filled. Love you guys.